Yo, welcome to the Game Time Podcast, episode 22, the real episode 22. Uh, on the last episode, I called it 21, then I corrected myself to 22. Long story short, it was actually episode 21. My bad. But nonetheless, here we are, episode 22. We're going to be doing a little game called Kuro Kuro Kurorin. Uh, but before we get into that, I will say things that I usually say in the beginning of these. If this is your first time stopping by, thank you so much. I'll give you a quick little rundown of what goes on around here. Basically, I'm just playing through games that I want to play, never got to play, or never got to beat. And then I talk about them with friends and or strangers. Today, we have another stranger turned friend, uh, my buddy Dylan. He's done a handful of episodes with me, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, maybe one more, but I'm blanking out on it. Good dude, always down to play games for the podcast. And uh, he's a trooper because I could not for the life of me get somebody to play this game. This episode's been ready to be recorded for about a year uh, give or take. That was the first time I played it. The podcast was already a thing, and uh, and I played through it, but sometimes you just play through games, and then you can't find anybody to do them, and they just kind of fade away, and that's exactly what happened here. Until now, me and Dylan cut a deal, uh, basically a game-for-game game trade. I'm going to play something he wants me to play, and he's going to play something I want him to play, which in this case is uh, is this game, this episode, Kuro Kuro Kuro. And if you want to find out what he's making me play, I guess you got to wait till the end of the episode, because that's when we talk about it. We're going to get into this. I'm going to get some music loaded up. Uh, the music in this is really good, really, really good. So enjoy the tunes, enjoy the podcast. Hope everybody has a good fourth. And uh, I'm heading out of town in about uh, 20 hours. So I'll see y'all soon. Enjoy the podcast. back to the game time podcast how you doing today good good i'm i'm excited a little tired and busy from life and stuff but it's nice to just sit down for a second absolutely dude me too we have had the hottest week of work yet this year and holy shit it's brutal out there man heat index yesterday was 115 yeah we have like a bunch of smoke coming in from up north so, like, the air quality has been super bad. I woke up and thought it was, like, foggy, but nope, it's just smoke in the air. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of that uh, a day or two ago. It was real yeah. weird. It was, like, real hot, and then we got the, you know, the Canada smoke. Assuming yeah. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the world's on fire. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine, but... uh but uh, yeah, at least we we can still do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly right from the comfort of our homes. So. Exactly, and one thing you can do when the world's on fire is boot up a Game Boy because they run off batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them do at least, and uh, right. yeah, that that ties into what we're talking about. We are going to be talking a little bit of Kuro Kuro Kurorin, um, or Kuro Kuro Kurorin. I don't know how to say it exactly, but um, it's a fun game. And I'm very excited to do this. Thank you so much for playing it. I could not find anybody to play this game. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I was I was a little shocked because you know so they they announced the um, Game Boy Advance on the Switch for you know some titles, and I'm like, oh cool, you know they got Minish Cap, they got Mario Kart, they got a lot of real games, and then I'm just like, what the hell is this game? <laughs> I was like, never heard of it, never seen it before. 
And I, I wanted to give it at least a shot, you know, even if it was just a five minutes to check it out. And uh, I was like, okay, so a nice little Game Boy Advance puzzle game. I'm, I'm down for this. And then uh, you were talking about it too. And like, how did you find out about this game? Because I'm figuring, I'm guessing you figured this out before the Switch uh, GBA came out. Yes. So it, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I played this game for the first time a little bit over a year ago, and. I, I think we were on like episode like six or seven. It was early. And um, nonetheless, though, we were uh, we were going on vacation. Me and Kelly were we were going down to Florida for uh, for a week. And I was like, you know, I just need to get away from like, you know, playing like console games. I wasn't going to bring my switch. I didn't want anything like that. But anytime I go out of town, I bring my Game Boy Advance SP um, because I haven't ever drive for it. Yeah. And so so it's just loaded with whatever the hell I want to play. It's great. So. You know, I was getting ready to go on vacation, and uh, I was on a really, really long Pokemon pinball grind on GBA, which is okay. like this. It's like my bread and butter. I play that shit all the time, and uh, but I was kind of getting, I was kind of getting burnt out on it. That's like the game I play when I pick up my Game Boy Advance usually. Um, so I go to Google or Reddit or something along uh, along those lines. I just search like uh, best GBA games for short sessions because I didn't yeah. want to like I didn't want to go on vacation and like like be into a story. I didn't want to play a Zelda, Pokemon, anything like that. I was looking for, you know, your your Tetris, your Dr. Mario, your your Pokemon pinball, all the things that you can pick up and you can just play for five minutes and then you're good. And uh, so someone said Kuro Kuro Kurin, and I'd never heard of it in my life. And uh, I was like, what is, what is this? What is this? Could not figure it out. And even when you like, like try to find a way to play it, <laughs> um, when you tried, at least then, when you were trying to find a way to play it, this game does not have an American release. That's something that I don't even know if you know. Um, this is a Japan only. And it was ported over a few months later to uh, to Europe. Okay. So it's 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 a you know the ROM for Nintendo Switch Online is the PAL ROM, um, which is another funny point about doing an episode on this. I haven't played this game in anything but Japanese. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know about the PAL release until later, and. Yeah, so 100% of this has been played in Japanese for me. That's funny. So yeah, you weren't no. able to uh, figure out what the bird lore is? I mean, I looked up the <laughs> manual because we were doing the episode. I looked up the manual and kind of like got it. And, you know, you kind of put your context clues together while you're playing yeah. it. And you kind of you get what's going on. It, it, the story is not that deep. It's the mechanics and, and stuff in this game that, that I really like. But yeah, but, uh, but yeah dude, when it, got, when it got announced for uh, Switch Online on the GBA um whatever they call it the gba collection for switch online i yeah. was ecstatic dude i was so stoked when that came up i was like holy shit like i, I mean gotta it's got to be like one of the most random games for them to just be like here you go everybody dude Which i couldn't cool. i could not believe it i could not believe it that they like acknowledged this yeah i just like um nintendo does that sometimes with the their um like their nes or snes on their switch online where they'll just bring this game that had never been to america and it just gives people a chance to like experience something new that like you know because we grew up on the gba mm -hmm. and it's nice to kind of still find games that i'd never played or heard of and enjoy it because the gba is such a good uh handheld 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, from the sprite work to the music, uh, it's I mean, the GBA has got it all in this game. I, I was I was pretty impressed with it. So I when it came out, I played it for like five, ten minutes. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you were uh, in the chat talking about it. And I was like, well, you know, it's probably not too long. So I'll give it a chance. And uh, casually about like an hour and a half just from like start to finish. No 100%, no challenge runs or anything. Um, and it's fun because it's one of those games that I can still just, like, play for a little bit, you know? It's not like uh, Fire Emblem where it's going to be, like, 20 hours and all this story and thinking. It's just a nice little puzzle game. Exactly. It's, like, it's a very easy just... You can pick it up and play it for five minutes and you make progress. Like, you can beat a couple levels... And then, you know, you just turn it off and you're good. Like, it's the perfect game for that. So that's why I've continued to play it um, ever ever since. But but yeah, I booted it up right after the uh, Switch Direct, when this got announced for, for Switch. Uh, I booted it up, like, literally 10 minutes later. And uh, I played a little bit on my Switch, and I was streaming at the time of all this. And, you know, people were coming in and stuff, and they were like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> no, people were like, you're too good at this for like something I've never heard of. I was like, oh yeah, I play this all the time. <laughs> and like, it was just this funny moment of just like, I don't know. It was, it was just weird. Cause like nobody had seen this and I'm like literally running through some of these hardest, harder levels. Like I was like towards the end of the game within 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, funny. it's, um, I mean, it, it is a puzzle game through and through, but it's definitely like, when I think of puzzle games, this is not like the kind of idea that would have gone into my head, you know, kind of like no. you, you think like your Tetris and your Dr. Mario and stuff. But um, after playing it for a little bit, I remember going into an arcade once and there was this little game where you have like a metal rod attached to another metal rod and you have to like move it through without touching the sides. And then there's actually a PS1 or PS2 game called The Annoying Stick that's kind of the the same concept you know it's just moving around a bunch of different mazes trying not to touch things mm. um so it was it was nice that it was something i had never played before cuz you know if there's a game that's tetris like you're like oh okay i i know yeah. what's going on here yeah exactly it's not a puzzle game in in the same uh in the same meaning as like a tetris or dr mario it's not breaking blocks or anything like this so for the people at home uh if you have no idea what we're talking about kuro kuro kurin uh the whole idea is you are top down going through a maze and it just looks like a stick and the stick rotates in one direction that stick doesn't change uh speed or anything like that at some points you hit springs and that changes the direction of the stick but what you're actually looking at is a top-down view of a helicopter. Um, but but from your angle, it just looks like a spinning line. Um, so that kind of sort of ties into the lore, if you want to call it lore, of, of Kuro Kuro. And, I, uh, you know, from what I understand, I haven't looked too much into to, to this, but you play as this little bird, and the bird is leaving home for the first time to go rescue, like, his friends or his family or something like that. And there's this other, like, rabbit that teaches you how to fucking operate this thing. And, yeah, that's, that's the gist of the whole story. You're just going through these mazes and, uh, and trying, to save, trying to save the people. There's, there's little characters as you go through them that you can pick up. Um, but I think they're optional. Like, you can just beat the game without picking any of them up. Yeah, so um, I actually, um, just while we're recording, I 
popped it up on my switch and I let it sit at the start screen and I never watched like the little intro it had. So um, by the end of the intro, I'm like, oh, shit, it is like a little helicopter. Mm hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. And like, uh, the intro, it's short and sweet. And, um, yeah, I love the sprite work in this game. Same here. Like the little close up shots of the bird, like with his fist up in the air and stuff. Like it, it's, it's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just has a really good visual look. And, um, the tutorials, you know, pretty nice and simple. And, you know, as any good game would, as you progress, the levels get, a lot harder, but I don't think I was ready for the the difficulty <laughs> curve because it kind of spikes up pretty quickly. Because like, okay, yeah, you're moving through uh, little mazes and stuff, hitting springs to change your rotation. I don't know what any of the pickups do. <laughs> like, you, they're, they're almost like power ups, and it changes your stick. And I'm sure they do something, but I could never like figure it out. Yeah, um, as as far as I know, the power ups don't do anything. It's all cosmetic. But you can yeah. change. You can change. Like you know, you're just a standard blue stick, basically. But you can change it to like a squiggly stick or a spiky stick or, or whatever. It doesn't give you any advantage. It's it's just a visual thing. But I know, I know to to like hundred percent the game, um, you have to get all of them. So yeah, uh, the hundred percent for all this. Uh, I'm watching something right now, and it says it's got to be done damageless. Mm. which that is a that is a form of torture i would never want to put myself through uh because even early on i'd say probably after like the first few worlds it gets pretty difficult oh yeah you know if people don't know what we're talking about once again uh basically it starts out and you know you're this spinning stick and you just you know you're working your way through the maze but when it starts off uh very easy you know you're you're spinning and you basically just figure out how to get through a more narrow spot than the rest of the room. And then the next stage, it'll be like, all right, now there's two of those. And the next one is like a couple more of those and on and on and on. And these puzzles get more complex and they eventually turn into fucking mazes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, you can like get lost in them and stuff, but one mechanic I definitely do not want to skip over is, is the boosting mechanic where you hold one button, you know, you're, we're playing on a GBA. So you have a D pad and then you have A and B. And then I guess you have the bumpers. Bumpers don't really do anything in this. But uh, all you have is A and B and the D-pad for this game, basically. And you hold down one of the buttons and you go a little bit faster. You hold down both of the buttons. You go much faster. Um, and I, I think I remember you saying you didn't know about that mechanic or you didn't know about no. uh, you didn't know about the double boost or something. No, I was in like the second to last world. And then I was like, like I was like, wait. Am I am I moving faster? What's going on? And then I like started hitting the the buttons and I was like, there's no way <laughs> that I'm almost done with this game. And I just realized you could speed up because um, <laughs> not only does it help you like because there's some really tight spots mm -hmm. like um, it, it. It's pretty unforgiving. Now, you do have like a life meter, so it gives you a few chances to like mess up and hit the sides. Um, but the speed mechanic, um, definitely on my second playthrough made me like appreciate like having that option as well too, not only because it can be useful for getting around certain corners, but for that added challenge of people wanting to complete levels faster, it gives you like that incentive to just like hold down the speed button and just zoom through the level. That's crazy that you made it that far in the game and didn't know about it. Even I figured it out and I, I played it not in English. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, but because it's nice because uh, when you're playing the stage, there's always a timer 
in the top and uh it shows what the best record was and um there's there's like a there's like a default record too that's at like, like something to at least challenge yourself for the first time but then after that it's almost like um you're against your own time at that point um which makes like replayability really really nice I keep talking about Tetris, but with Tetris, it's more just like, yeah, it gets faster and you get points, but this just has more of like a sense of satisfaction when you're moving faster. Mm -hmm. um, and like it, like it just, fe it feels really, really good to play too. Um, the controls are surprisingly like really responsive and tight. Um, I, I was really shocked with how well it controlled. Uh, even playing, I actually played using the joystick as opposed to the D-pad, uh, and to me, it felt amazing. Really? Yeah, I can't imagine. I, I don't think I did that. Even, you know, I only played it on the Switch for maybe a few minutes during that stream. I mean, I played it for a little bit, but I don't think I used the the joystick at all. I, I'm all D-pad. Anytime I have the option for yeah. anything, I play with the D-pad. But no, I'm sure it did, because you have more, you know, you don't have, like, just controlled pivot points. You know, you have, you know, th you know, basically 360 movement. I bet it did feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um. Yeah, it's it's just. God, I love the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the, too, man. the quality of the games. And again, like I'd never heard of this and I can see why Nintendo wanted to put it on here. Just a, just a really, really fantastic game. I, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Oh, for sure. Me too. And, you know, at the time that I found it when we were on that vacation, um, you know, I was like, I was asking people, you know, I was asking around. I was like, hey, has anybody heard this game? Like, like this, this is too good for people to not know about. Nobody knew about it. And then people would, I, I got multiple people to try this game to do an episode on it. Nobody was into it. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Josh tried it. Uh, Donnie tried it. Donnie would not. He he put more time into it than anybody, and he was like, "Nope." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah," this. which I understand. It's not his kind of game. Um, but but yeah, dude. Like nobody knew about this game. Even like even like my stream friends, like people who who play like retro games and stuff. Nobody knew about this. I was looking for copies of it on whatnot. Nobody knew about it. It's it's good and it's short. So to me, I can sink, like, I don't even think I sunk two hours in a first casual gameplay of it. And I think, like, length for a game doesn't really matter to me if what the end goal is just, like, how much fun are you having? Exactly. And this, this you know, this hits it right on the head, man. Like, it's a fun game. It's short. You know, even, like... Most of the time when I played this, I wasn't even like looking to beat it. I was just like, this is kind of rad. There's like a lot of levels and you just like go through the levels and it's fun. You can pick it up. You know, like I said, you can pick it up for five minutes, beat a couple levels, move on with the rest of your day. Like if you just want to play a game for a minute, it would honestly, it would be like a perfect phone game. Oh, yeah, opinion. definitely. Yeah. If it was just like, uh, you know, outside of the boosting mechanic, if it was just like, you know, left side of the phone you know moves you backwards right side or something like that moves you forward like it would work really well for mobile yeah and um the overworld is real nice too like i've said this a lot uh the i love the aesthetic of game boy advance games and the overworld's just real cute um each world has about three levels and uh i like that it shows you the map beforehand 
so you can kind of get a good idea of where you go because the overtop view like if you don't if you didn't have that map i mean you could still it's pretty much point a to point b but there are a few levels that like are maze like i remember there was um it's either in like the ice or cloud land or whatever it's called but it's like a, a maze oh yeah and yeah, i know I, exactly what you're talking about and i was just like what's going on <laughs> where <laughs> can i like i think i finished the level in like three minutes I was mm -hmm. like, where? And then, um, and then it, and then I looked back at the overworld map, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a maze. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that it can kind of give you a little bit of a heads up of what to see in the level as well, too. And um, I like that all the worlds are vastly different visually. Yes, um, visually and music wise, like the music in this game is really good too. I I'm was, a, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, for a game that I'd never heard of, I didn't expect there to just be banger after banger. But it's real good. I mean, the, the Game Boy Advance uh, sound chip is really, really nice. And I feel like a lot of games didn't use it very well, except for, like, your mainline games. Like, your Marios, your Zeldas, your Metroids. Like, you're going to expect the music from those games to be fantastic. But, like, just, like, this third-party game that, like, maybe... 20 people in the world have played you know like right. I, uh yeah I, I was i was pretty impressed with it and uh it made it made repeating a level over and over like manageable as well too because if there was like bad music and i'm like keep failing a level i probably would have rage quit a few times yeah yeah none of the music is like bad by any no there's, not at there's, all there's definitely stages that i i like more uh mainly because of the music but none of it's necessarily bad but but yeah like you were saying the the gba man the graphics so good like and growing up you know i played a lot of game boy that was like the game boy and the gamecube were like my consoles when i was uh you know like 10 11 12 like those age yeah those ages and i grew up playing nes in the 90s i played that yeah. all the time but but by the time i was like actually good at games uh, it was gba and gamecube but uh but it's funny because i really didn't play that many gba games i played you know my game boy was my pokemon machine like yeah that, that's what i played i don't know if i i really don't know if i ever played anything on the game boy other than Pokemon, and I, I had Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission, but I don't mm -hmm. really remember ever playing them. Like, you know, I was digging through uh, through my parents' attic like a year or two ago, and I found a copy of Metroid Fusion and a copy of Metroid Zero Mission. I was like, oh, oh wow, shit. I was like, great okay. games, great games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've like I've messed with them since, but but yeah, there's just I just didn't know, I guess, how good uh, a lot of these GBA games were until really just the past few years yeah because they almost play they almost play like snes games like a lot of them do um mm -hmm. like, the, like the snes and i don't know i have a theory man i think a lot of games that came to gba were just super nintendo like ideas because they had already moved over to 3d mm -hmm. and so they have like these concepts or maybe concept art you know this is all hypothetical but they have these ideas and maybe they have like some some betas of stuff that was maybe going to go to the Super Nintendo and, you know, here we find it on the GBA. Yeah. There's a lot of games like that where like I was um I was a very lucky, privileged child, so I had a ton of the Game Boy Advance library. 
And uh, it was one of my favorite consoles as well, too, because we're around the same age. And um, yeah, the GameCube uh, GBA era is definitely where I felt like I could play a video game and understand it and like actually be good. Right. Where I remember being a kid playing some like Nintendo 64 games and could barely read. You know, I was like, what the hell is going on here? But yeah, the Game Boy Advance was crazy. Uh, I remember I was at the launch for it and I got like Super Mario. I think it was like the remake of Super Mario 2 and Spy Hunter. Oh, nice. And uh, like as a kid, I was like, Spy Hunter especially is kind of like the pseudo 3D look to it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was just really impressed. And I really hope that Nintendo keeps putting out um, just really top tier games for the Switch Online for um, this GBA library. Like they just um, brought. Uh, the Fire Emblem game to it as well, too. I saw that. Yeah, the GBA Fire Emblem. Yeah, and that one's really good. But um, yeah, back to back to this game, though. Um, and I, God, I've been mispronouncing it. I just call it Curran Curran. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm fine, like, too. I'm like, it's, cl- it's close enough. We're from the south of the United States. I think, uh, I think it's excusable. We're lucky right. to even be able to say it. <laughs> um, so uh, did you have like a favorite world? That like you would find yourself uh, playing because I I find myself playing I think it's the last one the castle oh yeah the ghost castle love that oh, world yeah yeah the ghost castle's clutch man like it's really difficult you know that's when the game's like super hard you know you're like not only are you going through the maze but you're also like getting cannon shot at you and shit like it's super fun but that's not the one I played the most uh, my favorite world hands down is the cake world. Yeah, land or whatever, just the pink one. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the music's banging. It's fun. Like you're in the clouds. I cannot turn that on and not be happy. Like that's that's the thing about this game. Like as frustrating as it can be, this you know, say I don't play it for a couple months or whatever. The second I turn it on and it loads up and he's like, you know, and uh, <laughs> I get into a world and that music comes on. It's like da 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 da, you know, uh, just immediate smile on my face. Like yeah, this, this this game just it feels warm, and uh, and Cakeland is uh, is the is the warmest, you know, <laughs> it's the yeah. warmest one for me. Yeah, that juxtaposition of difficult gameplay to like really happy fun music is uh, is funny because yeah, like this game can be frustrating uh, because you want to like you want to go faster. Like being patient is a very difficult thing to do uh, for me at the very least. So, and I'm like, oh, well, I still got like two hits left. Like, let me just try to brute force some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember, I forget which world it is, but they start introducing like these spike pillars that come in and out. And uh, there's one room that is just like, there's tens of them. There's just so many on going in all directions and i was like you get a little bit of invincibility when you get hit for like maybe a second so i would just like try to brute force through some of it if i had a few extra hits yeah i didn't even think about trying that yeah the um and then um shortly after i beat the game i uh i wanted to see what like speed runs of the game looked like too uh because inherently like this game it it wants you to go fast because it has the time and the records and all that too. Right. Um, and there's some pretty crazy glitches that you can do to like actually get out of bounds. I've seen that. Yeah. Like the, the zip. Yeah. You like shove yourself in a corner and like when you get hit, 
like the the stick kind of shakes and so i imagine if you're like in a corner and it's shaking and you're also speeding it up um it, it can probably have some strange physics to it as well too but the speed run's real fun to look at um i could n i would never try to attempt it it, it does not seem be very beginner friendly no no and to, to speed run this like you would I don't know. It's it's almost like Super Monkey Ball, kind of. It's like, you know, it's not really physics-based, but that's another game that I love that I'm like, I, I don't think I would want to speedrun it. Because yeah. it's just, yeah, you're just getting from point A to point B. Um, yeah, this yeah. kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Monkey Ball in it's, that it's, sense. It is a lot like it, isn't it? Yeah. I actually did, a few months ago, I, I, I did put splits on this game, um, and it didn't, it didn't go very long <laughs> yeah. I, yeah it didn't go long but i was doing easy and uh i was trying to do easy runs um if you don't know i'm sure you know but um there's different difficulties and you know i guess that brings me to another point but i didn't know that at first like i said i played this in japanese the whole time and yeah. so i'm just figuring out how to navigate the menus and once i figured out how to like how to do it, how to get into it, you know, in, into a save file and make a save file. I played this whole game on easy mode for the first time and uh, didn't even know until later where I just happened to uh, happen to click on a different, you know, thing of Japanese text. And then the stick was way bigger. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I put it together. I was like, oh, God, I was playing on easy. But yeah, easy mode and I guess normal mode uh, that, you know, there's nothing different about the game except your your helicopter is shorter in easy mode and it's longer in normal or hard mode or whatever it's called um which means that you could maneuver it better like it would be easier to get through these mazes with a shorter stick so i i really like the way they the way they made the difficulty um for this just you know nothing's different there's not any more enemies nothing like that it's just you're shorter or longer which again, like, just adds to more like replayability too. Like, if you are interested in checking this game out, like, play it on easy. Like, just just take an hour to play through the game, have some fun, and if you really like it, you can go back and kind of play it in the normal version. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, you know, usually I would not say that for pretty much any game. It's like you should at least play it on normal. You don't have to play on hard, but for this game, yeah, I, I would say you know, had I. I mean, I still did that, but I didn't know that I was doing that. But, uh, you know, had I played it knowing what buttons I was hitting, I guess, I would have played it on easy. Or I would have played it on normal and then figured out it was really fucked up, and then I would have tried it on easy. Because, um, man, yeah, with that long stick, it's it's tough. It can definitely be tough. I was playing it last night as a warm-up for doing this episode, and I, you know, I played it on normal. I have beat it on normal. Um, but I was playing it, and I got a little bit stuck, started to get a little bit frustrated. And uh, today I planned on just picking up where I left off. And I was like, hey, you know what? You know, me and Kelly are just on the couch. And I was like, let's let's boot this up on easy and just kind of kind of run through it. And I got, you know, basically to the end of the game in like not even an hour just to kind of see the levels, hear the music, you know, see the mazes again. Yeah. Like, yeah, this this is good. You know, it's good. Um, okay, so so when you when you play this casually, you're still you're, are you're not playing it in Japanese anymore, are you? No, I am. <laughs> so so I'm looking at the menu, right? Uh-huh. And so you have your adventure and you have practice. Um there's also challenges. I have not done any of them. I did some uh, of them. You're talking about the ones that are like squares and they're numbered? 
Yes, yeah. So they have like four levels of difficulty, and each level of difficulty has five stages as well, too. Um, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of looking through those real quick. But um, on the menu, there's a red button, and it's called makeup. And I was like, wait, what the hell is this? This is where you customize your your stick. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I did find that in the menus um, at some point, but. <clears throat> I didn't so, know that it was called makeup. That's funny. <laughs> and it looks like you can actually uh, put all of the birds you collect. So each world you have like a bird that you're collecting, like your friends that got lost or whatever. Um, and you can actually put them all on your stick at the same time. Oh, weird. Uh, and what's cool is it tells me which one I missed as well, too. Uh, if you're looking into completion. Yeah, but, I know. Um, I know. I found that because I did go back and get them all. I've got all the birds and I got all the power ups. I think that was when I still was playing it on easy. I don't think I did that on on normal. Um, but I did. I, so I guess I did find that because I did find something that told me that uh, that I was missing something in a level. For some reason, I thought it was like a star on the level or something like that 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 would tell you when you were complete with it. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's a cool little feature, and I'm embarrassed that i'm just now learning about it <laughs> there's one where your stick can turn into a snake and then you got different color options too so so you know it doesn't affect the game anyway but again if you know you just like playing this game from here to that you know just for like five ten minutes at a time it's nice to shake things up a little bit too yeah i um, mean there's there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot i mean there is content but there's not like a ton of content so it's you know it's something Something yeah, change the appearance up a little bit. I'm um, actually. I need to check this out. Is this a, was this the only game they made? No, no. So there's two sequels. I wasn't gonna miss that. There's a direct sequel to this for the GBA, and then they put it in 3D for the GameCube. Oh, really? And, yeah, I've played both. Um, messed around with them at least. Uh, the one for the GameCube's very interesting. It's, uh, you know, both Japanese only again. I think Kur in Paradise, which is the direct sequel to this, I think that has a PAL release too. Um, but Kur in Squash is the GameCube one, and that one only has a Japanese release. But I played that for a little bit as well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, oh wow, and that has, uh, so I'm looking at it right now too, and it's just screaming like GameCube mm -hmm. aesthetic no, yeah, as well too. Yeah, it's a good-looking game. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I only played it for, like, one night on stream, and uh, it was fun. The one thing about the GameCube version, though, that I did not like, is that they changed, you can, uh, I think it's the triggers, will make your helicopter spin faster. Okay. And I, did, I didn't really care for that, because it's just kind of an extra layer. Like, it, yeah. I, I understand, but that's kind of part of the challenge. You know, is that your your stick spins at a constant like you can't change it. So like, yeah, you, yeah. So it felt a little more cheesy for that. But yeah, playing it in 3D was rad. Yeah, it looks really good, too. I'm I'm surprised because it's such a simple concept. I feel like this would be maybe it just didn't sell very well, but I feel like this would be like a great just like a staple to have on every console, uh, similar to how like Monkey Ball is always on. You know, there's a version of it on some every console, you know. Definitely. And this, you know, Kurin did do really well in Japan. It's got a nine uh rating. Oh wow. Japan. Yeah, and a seven point one in Europe. Um so you know, people like it, but nobody nobody from the States seems to know about it. But... I mean it it's I don't think I could really say like something bad about this game. 
No. Like no, nothing about it cuz like all all the frustration like that's by design, you know. Right. It, it's, it's not, not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. Like everything is your fault. And I love I love when a game is like that too because it gives you a better sense of satisfaction once you actually complete it as well too. Um the, again, very similar to Monkey Ball as well too. Um, you know, you I feel like there were some levels in Monkey Ball I was on for hours or, you know, uh, there's a level in the first monkey ball where you have like options to go down like a, like a tinier, uh, like bridge and it keeps getting smaller and smaller. Like, like games like that, it's just so much for puzzle games. It's just so much better than just match the colored blocks, you know, get high score. Um, it's a lot more in depth. So it's, it's a shame that it didn't come out in America. Uh, because this is definitely something that is very accessible. It's cute. Like it's, I feel like the advertising for it would be easy because it's like a nice little cute game as well. Yeah, but puzzle for sure. games aren't for everybody. No, um, but I mean, I've I've always really enjoyed them. Like it's not like my thing by any means. But you know, I play Tetris. I play Doctor Mario to this day. Like I play those games and Pokemon Pinball stuff like that. It, it's a puzzle game in in kind of like I don't know. It's different than what I would think of as a puzzle game if that makes sense uh is there anything about it you don't like no i can't really think of anything like because like we said it's not cheap you know it's it's tough but fair um it does a really good job teaching you as it goes there's definitely a difficulty spike but it's nothing crazy it's just like all of a sudden you have to go through like a really narrow corner or something like that or like twelve cannons are shooting at or, you. Okay, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's the end of the game, and by then you've already gone across like a couple, like one or two cannons, and then all of a sudden they just like fuck you up with a bunch of them. But but no, no, there's nothing I don't like about it, and I kind of you know I kind of wish there was like a little bit more. You know, but... I think uh, I think the biggest gripe for a lot of GBA games would be like the price. True, because because I can't tell you how many Game Boy advanced games i got you know it was like you know i'm i might be able to get a game a month and i'm like okay i'm gonna pick one from my game boy advance and then i beat it in like an hour right and then i'm like okay well now what do i do mm-hmm. um because I, I would assume this would be anywhere from like i don't know 30 40 bucks i can't remember how much gba games cost yeah i have no idea something like that though yeah, I mean, I don't know, but if, you know, if you're a kid and you get this and like you said, you only get like a game a month or a game every couple months, something like that. I don't know, there, there's there's enough replayability in this, I think, to to at least keep you like entertained in between other games. Like, you know, it's not like a long, you know, this isn't like a damn GBA Castlevania or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it, I mean, the time trial stuff I really like too. I've always liked time trials, especially like, when I was a kid, like playing Crash Bandicoot or something, you know, anything like that, when you could just like see how fast you could do it. And I guess, fuck, I mean, I'm almost 30. I'm still doing that, you know? So. Yeah. Well, it's funny too when like your, your biggest like opponent in the game is yourself. Yeah. You're like, I constantly want to beat my time, like with the like ghost trials and like Diddy Kong Racing or Mario Kart. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I still got I still got the sequel up on my screen, and like it, it, it's nice to see like what they do. It's not the same game; like they add more stuff. Like in this one, it looks like there's a more fleshed out story, and there's even boss battles 
Um, oh, I didn't know about the boss battles. Yeah, which is actually really, really cool. Uh, it kind of reminds me. There was a monkey ball. I think it was like on the Wii that had like little boss battles as well, too. Hmm. Uh, so it's very reminiscent of that. But um, the characters are just real fun, like real simple designs. But like they're just birds, but you give them different sizes, different heights, weights, and uh, they all look really good. And uh, playing this game, it was cool to like collect the birds. And then after each world, like there's a like a little screen that kind of shows you how many of them you've collected. Oh, yeah, um, before he jumps back in the uh, the Hellerin or whatever it's called. He, yeah. Know, right? And yeah. Uh, it's just like and it's just really nice artwork. Like I know pixelated stuff is can be very iffy sometimes. And especially when it's like, you know, if I'm playing on the switch and I got like my big ass TV, like. A lot of the pixel art seems like a little crusty. Right. Like um when I was playing um Donkey Kong Country for the uh for the podcast a while ago, um playing that on a big TV, like it looked really shitty and oh, just bet. crusty because everything was kind of blown up. But um I could only imagine like playing this like on my SP or even like a Game Boy Micro some and it just like all the colors are really bright, really mm-hmm. pops out. Um, just takes really good advantage of it. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Playing it and, on a real um, SD was absolutely gorgeous. The colors are vibrant. They're bright. There's different textures and stuff. It's uh, it was really cool. And I have and I modded my uh SP to IPS. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's real nice and bright. And then um, the last thing on the menu screen here I see is there is a versus button that says you can play against friends by connecting with the GBA link cable. Dude, that's sick. I would have never known that. And so I now here's the thing. So with the Switch Online, if two people have it, like I've played um I've played like Mario Kart 64 with people online. Yeah. I wonder if you can do that for the GBA games as well, too, that require a link cable. Uh, theoretically, I would think so. Because I would oh. really like to see what that versus mode is like. Like if it's like we're racing each other or if there's some kind of other element that wasn't in the main story. Um, so that's nice, too. I mean, good luck trying to find two people in 2002 that have this <laughs> game uh, no. and, a, and a link cable. But uh, that's like they didn't need to do something like that. And it's the the time and effort like you can tell that this game has like a lot of care into it. Like not just like the design and what it is, but like with the characters and um, I'm glad that it had a few more sequels after that too. Cause it's definitely a game that like deserves more love. Um, 100%. Yeah. I, like it's shocking. It's shocking that like monkey ball made it out of these eras and Kurin did not because I feel like, you know, I fucking hate the Wii. But I feel like this game would be pretty good there. You know, assuming like the monkey ball is good, the Mario Kart's good, but Jesus Christ, I hate that console. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine games with motion controls. I could not imagine like pointing at the screen to try to like move this stick. Uh, oh, no, but, but they would have tried it. That's oh, oh, no, trust me, they would have. God, I remember being so excited for the Wii, too. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's almost like it's almost like in galaxy how like you control those things that's what i'm that's what i'm imagining you've played galaxy right oh yeah 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 so like in galaxy you do like the bubble challenges 
Where, yeah, like, you have to move. yeah, it would be something like that, at least in my head. <laughs> That's how Kurin would, would transfer over. Yeah, I feel like the Wii definitely ruined a lot of games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I know this is way off topic, but uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, the only way to do like Donkey Kong's like spin dash was by shaking the Wiimote. Oh. Uh, and that's like your main form of movement. Yeah. So, no, so maybe, it. maybe maybe it's best <laughs> they didn't make a, a sequel for the Wii for this game. Yeah, it's not my favorite console. I've never owned one, but one day, one day I'm going to get one just because there's a couple things I want to play on it. But shit, you but probably no. just emulate that. Yeah, but at that point, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Nintendo doesn't need your money. One day. Um, well, they don't get it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm a little shocked that you had trouble finding people to to do an episode with you i know that we've had it on the back burner for a while but at least like playing it like it's 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 a fun game and like i just think that there is like some nintendo executive who like grew up with this game and he's like oh wait no let's also put that on there yep for for nintendo to recognize that something from the past like could still be enjoyed today is like you know it just doesn't happen so like to see this happen is really cool. It's almost like, you know, I got the same feeling when they announced this as I got when they announced Earthbound. You know, that's how that's how so oh, really was. Yeah, because I was like, dude, there are millions of people, whether they like it, whether they play it for five minutes, whatever. Millions of people are about to see this game that yeah. I can't find anybody that knows about it or wants to play it. I mean, that, that, so- that, that is true. I mean, because, again, whether they play it for five minutes or not, like it brings it kind of back into relevancy and who knows? They might, they might make a sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, think I it's impossible. Um, I mean, you could put it on the Switch easily. Yeah, because uh, like looking at the GameCube one, like it's the quality of it's really nice, and this little casual playthrough of it is like two and a half hours. So yeah, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, these look like Switch graphics too. So. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of what I feel like I would expect from it too, but uh, I would love to see the, uh, more from this uh, series as well too. Oh, me too, hundred percent. And you know, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I hope so. But there is a uh, one thing I didn't want to skip over. I can't, I really should have written this down. I just tried to look it up. I, it, I don't know how I'd find it, but <laughs> um, there's a spiritual successor to this, and it's out for Switch. I don't know the name of it, but it's like an indie game. Okay, that is it's the same thing, um, except you know it's probably more or less like the like the GameCube version. Yeah, sort of sort of 3D. Um, but I, I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it in the bio. Of this I can't imagine anyone's interested, but. I'll, uh, but, I will when I hey, figured it out. But it looks really cool. I looked it up. I looked into it um, a few months ago, and I was like, "Man, whenever that goes on sale, like I might just pick that up because it looked really cool." Yeah, well, that's the great thing about indie developers too is that they kind of preserve like certain styles of games that you just don't see anymore. It's like the story of um, oh shit, what's it called? What Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley. Yeah, it's yeah. like Stardew Valley, a dead genre that somebody totally brought back and it was super popular. Well, even um, kind of to tie it to Nintendo, like, you know, the Metroidvanias um, are a super fun, like, type of game. And then you had games like Hollow Knight um, and then a million. I mean, there are so many Metroidvania games out now. Right. Um, and yeah, indie developers really can just 
take an idea, put a different coat of paint on it, and like give people who are nostalgic for these games like another avenue to play them. I also find it interesting that in 2023, like people are all about these like retro ish indie games opposed to modern games you know i am especially like oh yeah i i i just don't i mean i like modern gaming right like there's there's some games i play uh when you know when something gets announced modern and i'm really into it i'm gonna play it but i'm not like you know i'm not like every every hot thing that hits the market i'm gonna play that day one like it might be two or three big modern games a year that i'm gonna play but the fact that like indie studios are seeing like these cool ideas like you said like uh like hollow knight coming out or you know whatever the indie game off of kuro 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 and it's cool that they they recognize that like people are still interested in this stuff so you know these kind of indie games might be the future for for people like me well yeah because i mean you know when i was in high school i was so about playing like the new Call of Duty, the new Halo, um, just like the the new big game of the year. Right. Um, but yeah, as I've gotten older, I mean, my Switch is basically an indie game library. Which makes and, sense. It's the perfect place to play them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's portable as well, too. Which, um, I can't say this for the GameCube version of a Kuro Kuro Kuren, but like, just it being portable is real nice, too. It just definitely feels like it's a... All right, we're going to Disneyland. I need to play something. Yeah, I don't know. It's just nice. And this is like a game that like your grandma could play. It's oh, yeah. so it's so simple. You, there's not it's not convoluted in its controls. Like you can play it in Japanese and not know what's going on and still <laughs> uh, understand everything about the game. Uh, and, and I definitely respect um, them trying something new because. I mean, when you make games like these puzzle games, like your audience has to be very niche. Like, you know that this probably isn't going to be the next big thing, um, but they still put a lot of love and care into it. And, you know, you got to think about their audience at the time, too. Like, you know, I know we're 30 and we're like still into GBA, but like at the time this came out, like you're making games for eight year olds. Like, yeah, there weren't, yeah. there weren't that many. Like, I don't know if there were any M rated GBA games. Like, Probably there were not. some, there were some T, I mean, maybe like Mortal Kombat or something, but I, I, you know, there wasn't like, yeah, there wasn't anything like, with like actually like killing people or shooting people or anything like that. Well, and that's what was popular back then too. Like, with mm -hmm. those games, like you needed like violence and guns to get the hip kids to, you know, have fun with your video game. Right. It's, um, it's interesting. I definitely, you know, I have I have a little bit of this uh, this Wikipedia page pulled mm -hmm. up that I don't want to skip over before we start wrapping up. But uh, the development or the developers of this, I find extremely fascinating. It's made by Aiding, right? Aiding, like the number eight ing. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's not a company that I recognize, but just reading their Wikipedia, you know, they made arcade games and they made a lot of weird shit. <laughs> to be making this game in what 2001 okay just listen to some of their lineup all right i don't know anything about any of these games they made a game called bloody roar which is uh it's produced with hudson hudson soft made bloody roar so we got bloody roar we got battle back raid we got bloody roar 2 ghoul <laughs> panic <laughs> brave blade and then kuro 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 and 
So they just made like these games are fairly violent, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they hop over and they make this cutesy ass game called Kur Kur Kur. And but it looks like they were like kind of like a side studio or something because they have they have games mm -hmm. with Hudson, they have games with Capcom, Namco, and then they went on to make a shit ton of anime games. They made a bunch of Naruto's. They made uh, Bleach, Zoids, Inuyasha. You know the list just goes on and on of those. And then the one. That I, for, I don't know why, it just makes me feel weird. <laughs> they went on to port Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Oh. Yeah, last year or two years ago. They ported, they didn't make it, but they, they handled the port for Pikmin 3 Deluxe coming to the Switch. And oh. uh, I was like, that that's odd. It's just odd. that. <laughs> and it, okay, yeah, now that I'm reading it, they worked on a Monster <laughs> Hunter game too. Very interesting. Oh, well. And apparently in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, one of the characters is an assist trophy. Oh, I believe it, yeah. That's cool. So th there's still some like preservation of the series a little bit. I mean, it's definitely one of those games that's like got to be 10 times more popular in Japan than America. Oh, or yeah. really anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But um, good on them. Good game. Good fun game. I mean, like I said, like I can't say anything negative about it, but it's not like I can give it like a ten out of ten, you know? No, yeah, it's not um, like a, it's not you know game breaking or anything. It's just a fun game. A yeah, fun game. and um, the fact that I can just play it now, whenever, uh, it's just real nice too. So That's I highly cool. encourage, like, even if you're not into puzzle games, you can check it out. Um, I I just like playing like weird, obscure games that no one's ever heard of. Uh, just to, you know, just to broaden my knowledge a little bit. Uh, right. So, yeah, and I hope they just bring more stuff like this um, to the Switch Online database. Uh, you know, every now and then they'll release an NES game that, like, never heard of before, too, and check it out. And it's just, it's just nice. Yeah. You know, pe people talk crap about the Switch Online service and, like, their netcode is terrible. But um, even like the upgraded version for like 60 bucks a year, like I don't think you can get a better deal in gaming. No, no, it's a great deal. And, it, you know, at first it was a little bit rocky because yeah, they didn't yeah. have that much. But, you know, as soon as they put on a couple things, I was a late bloomer for that, too. I didn't, you know, I didn't give into it at first, but I don't remember what they added, but they added something that I wanted to play. And I was like, all right, let's get a year of this. And oh, day one, I was like, yep, take my money, Nintendo. I, I can play Donkey Kong Country right now. All right. That's all yeah. you had to do. Exactly. So, yeah, ho hopefully they keep adding to it. You know, they will, but... Uh, hopefully they keep adding some some stuff that'll surprise us because that's exactly what this one was for me like you know i played it a little bit before but it was something that i was recommended on a forum and then i tried it and i was surprised because i was like this is kind of unlike anything i've ever played like this is rad sometime we should try to see if we can get the link cable thing to work absolutely i'm definitely down but no yeah. it was it was good i'm glad uh, i'm glad you brought me on to at least talk about it a little bit unfortunately it's not one of those games that like i feel like i could gab for hours about no 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 and i knew that and i knew going into this that i was like you know we were about to record or whatever and i was like dude i i don't know so i started like looking up you know, just a couple things to fill a little bit of space because, you know, you know, this one might be an hour or something after I do the cuts and everything. And that, that's fine. You know, absolutely yeah. fine. this isn't this isn't going to be your two hour long uh, deep dive into Earthbound by any means. So and I knew that going in. So but I'm, no. I'm stoked, man. I'm, I'm really, 
really happy we got to do this one and i was pretty unsure if i was ever going to get to talk about this game because i really do love it well i'm i'm always down to talk about games it's you know doing work and school so much it's nice to just sit down (laughs) yeah and just talk about video games and uh you you know there's there's a few things uh I still want to play with you and talk with you about. Um, I'm still excited for Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, mark my words. We'll have that done by the end of the year, assuming you you have the time. Oh, um, yeah, I can always make time for it. I've already started playing it, so. Awesome. Definitely looking forward to it. Well, uh, you think we're missing anything on this? Or are you about ready to wrap it up? Uh, other than just, like, try it out. Yeah, like, no, I agree, hundred percent. I'm sure finding a if you don't have Switch Online, I'm sure finding a ROM for it's not too difficult. Nah. Um, I mean, you won't be able to read it, but <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but no, that's about it. A lot of fun. Um, definitely, like I, I, I put it in like a top fifteen GBA games for me. I couldn't agree more, man. It's a perfect little game. Just sit down and play for a little bit. So yeah, go play, go play some uh, some Kuro 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 Ren and uh, see what all the hype's about, everybody. <laughs> uh well uh yeah i guess uh the last thing i'll say man is uh i guess i owe you pizza tower now (laughs) yeah we'll 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 talk more here in a second when we get off but for the listener uh me and dylan cut a deal he's been trying to get me to play this pizza tower game forever and uh i refused until we cut a deal that if he played this and we recorded the episode i would buy it and i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna stream it so the deal's done Congratulations! Well, I know, you get to play right? your stupid ass pizza oh, dude, game. God dude, damn it! It's gonna be your favorite game of all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. Well, uh, we'll we'll chat in a minute. Stay in the room. Uh, one more time. I really, really appreciate it, man. And uh, def- definitely, definitely looking forward to getting you on the next one. Yeah, it's always fun. 